recorded live in front of a feline audience, coming to you from coast to coast. It's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fangirl Film Club, a movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we've seen some shit. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Emily. I'm Mia again. (laughs) Welcome back. Episode two. This is very exciting. I know. This means that we've made a commitment. (laughs) We have. We have. This was not a one-time thing. This is officially, this is not a one-night stand podcast. It was, um, it's something maybe getting a little serious. We don't really know yet. We have plans. I know. We don't just hump and dump these ideas. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was not prepared for you to say that. Anytime somebody brings up one night stands, it's always like, ejaculate and evacuate. What the fuck? I've never heard either of those. Really? (laughs) Really? Oh, my God. Okay. Well. Oh, thank you for that, Mia. It was two winners right in a row. All right. How many minutes are we in for bodily fluids? (laughs) One minute and five seconds. Excellent. That is a new record. That is a new record for us. Well done. Ejaculate new vaccine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, hey friends, we are back with another terrible movie. It was so bad. I checked the time um, before I actually purchased this one because I was like, how much time do I have to commit to mm-hmm. watching this? And thankfully it's not very long. No, it was a pretty it was pretty quick and dirty. It was not a huge time commitment. I do right. feel that I need to apologize <laughs> for putting this one on our list because I thought it was still on streaming. When That's okay. I No, I'm renting So things. I also spent $3 of my own hard-earned <laughs> money and I was like, I, this feels like $3, which you guys can help us make back whenever <laughs> right. you decide to, whenever we're able to put up a Patreon or yes, whatever. Yes, exactly. Help fund these <laughs> terrible decisions we make week after week. Um, yeah, no, I was like, this feels like I am owed a dollar, at least a dollar eighty-five back from <laughs> whoever I rent it from. Like, I feel like I deserve some change because this is... <laughs> Two ninety nine was too much to spend for this movie, but we we're getting ahead of ourselves. I do. Well, I will start with an apology um, to my sweet Mia <laughs> for making her watch this. That's um, I know I'm putting trash on our list as well. So that's why we're here. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. We are here for trash. We are here for trash. We all know the good movies that these actors have made. So we are here to shine a light in the darkness, in the dumpster, where we spend so much of our time on uh, on some of the, the less good films. And this <laughs> week we watched whew, The Apparition. And who are we watching it for, Emily? We watched it for Sebastian Stan. Now, <laughs> someday... He and I will have some words. <laughs> you know I, what? <clears throat> this is our first Sebastian Stan picture that we're diving into. Sebastian Stan picture. This I'm surprised it's not Avengers Endgame, but. <laughs> oh, bump. Now, to be fair, he was barely in Avengers Endgame. Thank so you for recreating like... that laugh. I fucked up last time 
And I was like, leading up to us making this podcast, I was like, Emily, I have such a banger of a line. I have such a banger of something to say about Chris Evans and his garbage (laughs) movies. (laughs) And I forgot (laughs) during the two hours that we recorded. Totally. Totally. (laughs) And I was waiting, but how do you cue? How do you tease somebody up when you have no idea what the joke is going to be? I'm like, do you have something you want to (laughs) say? Nope, I'm good. Yeah. But so we did watch this for Sebastian Stan um, and he's got some doozies on his resume. He will he will show up again. Um, This is not (laughs) the last time he will make an appearance on the fangirl film club. We look Um, at the actors as seasons. I want to say. Yes. Series for those of you across the old pond. (laughs) Yes. Um, so the idea is that someday we will have a, a library of trash and yes. you can then select which trash panda you would like to experience. And you could say, like, I just want to hear them shit on Chris Evans for 15 <laughs> episodes straight. We can do it. <laughs> and and, you know, or you just want to hear about all of Sebastian Stan's terrible movies. Well, you'll start with this one. And hopefully have a nice long list of episodes by the time we're done with this podcast to choose from to listen to all of the terrible choices that he made. Maybe someday we'll branch out into TV series. Oh, maybe. And see what kind of horrible work people have done depending on. (laughs) Maybe. One uh, One of the people that we will eventually be talking about is Joseph Quinn. And I did say to me, I was like, listen, I have not watched game of Thrones for a lot of people. I am not going to start watching game of Thrones for this man. Um, I'm not starting now. I, there have been so many actors that I have liked who've been in game of Thrones that I could have started watching. (laughs) They might've actually done a great job. Briefly, briefly. Uh, Well, yeah, everybody was, I mean, (laughs) It was on for however many years and everybody was That's in it true. for a second. Yeah. Um, Hannah Waddington, I found out, was in wow. Game of Thrones. And I was like, what? Rebecca? Rebecca from Waddington Dead Lasso? Waddington or Waddingham? 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 I don't know. Wadding. Okay, I've become, sidebar, Waddington. I've become my... <laughs> Hannah W. Um, I've become my grandmother as I age, and she used to do this really fun thing where um, she was completely insane because she had seven children and (laughs) no idea what was going on 90% of the time. And she used to do this thing where she would just pick – the she would attach her brain to the first letter of somebody's name and then uh, decide whatever happened after that. That was what their name was. Um, so, like, for instance, uh, my husband's name is Jeremy Jazorski. She would not bat an eye. Now, she never met him, but she would not bat an eye to, but to call him, like, Jason Jerkowski. Sort of sounds right. Um, <laughs> On the right like, track. <laughs> um, like, Linda, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck this up again. Linda Car- Cardinelli? Yeah. The actress? Yeah. Okay. I Cardellini. without shit. Cardellini? Cardellini. See, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's. I <laughs> look it up. Me a Google. Cardellini. 
Cardellini. See, because this is what I did. I call her Lisa Cardinelli all the time. I have become Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa. (laughs) So Hannah Wadding whatever is now like Helen Waddington. I would love your grandmother to have taken a crack at Benedict Cumberbatch because that would just <laughs> see that joke barely phased me because I was like, that's just talking to <laughs> yes, Aline. And- that's it's yeah, <laughs> just that's just talking to Aline. Nope, nope, no big deal. She did it with all of my friends. It was just like her weird thing that her brain did. And I'm horrified that it's not becoming the weird thing that my brain does. <laughs> Uh, so we watched this movie for Sebastian Stan, whose name I will remember the rest of this podcast, I promise, because it's pretty easy. <laughs> um, not for Joseph Gwynn or anybody else. Um, this movie came out in 2012. No. Yes, it did. Yes, it did come out in 2012. Yes, okay. Yep. 2012. Um, but I actually, I heard, I read some fun trivia. Do you want to hear about it? I would love to hear some fun trivia. I would okay. love for there to be one fun thing about this movie. It's 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 silly. It's not even that great of a piece of trivia, but it kind of <laughs> makes sense. I don't know. Um, this movie actually was meant to be it was meant to come out in 2010, but the release was delayed for two years due to a falling out between Dark Castle Entertainment, who produced the film, and mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. And. Warner Brothers just put it on a shelf to like give the middle finger to Dark Castle. And when they finally did release it, they gave it the smallest wide release in the studio's history of distribution. Oh, so like it's like the little movie that could, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's the little movie that tried. (laughs) It tried. And and the one of the things I like about watching these old terrible movies is that usually unlike the movie we started with usually they're at the beginning of people's careers right so you know lower budget lower budget they have to say yes to everything they have zero negotiating power like it's just like hey you booked a feature film how great would that be like you booked this feature film it doesn't matter if it's Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's garbage. I'll do anything. I don't care. I just want to be a movie star. Well, I feel like the apparition for all it does not accomplish, at least as those vibes. But do we want to start off with a recap? So everybody knows what happens in this. All right. Amazing, I took notes. I may improvise. Amazing piece of cinema. No, you know, I think we should start with the pitch, because why on earth would this movie be made? <laughs> All right. Well, then, in that case, uh, I guess we'll turn it over to Stefan telling us about the hottest new club. Excuse you, Stefan. Stefan. Sorry. See? There you go again. Um, Stefan telling us about the hottest new club, which is me this week. Um, I have to imagine it went something like this. Um, okay, so the hottest new club is called The Apparition, and it has everything. Gratuitous shots of that hot mouth breather from from the Twilight series. No, not Kristen Stewart, the other one. Gratuitous shots of her walking around her underwear for no reason. Um, it has Costco camping, an unshowered Tom Felton, and... Saguaros. 
I love what that ending. Bravo. <laughs> I would green light that in a heartbeat. If somebody pitched me that, I would say, fuck it, yeah. The way that you yes. emphasize just that anticipation of saguaros. Saguaros. Very I had brand. to look it up. I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do research. I didn't know what the fuck it was. So that was the pitch. For some reason, that was enough <laughs> to get this movie greenlit. <laughs> Because what actually happens through the 90-minute the runtime of the apparition is Mia. 82 minutes, actually. And do you want to time minutes. me or am I just going to? Uh, no, 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 I'm going to time you. Ready? Okay. And three, two, one, go. In the 1970s, a group of parapsychologists try to get in touch with their dead friend, Charlie, and it doesn't work except when they leave a spot for him and their nice photo and his shadow mask shows up and is like smiling and posing. But sometime now, Draco Malfoy and friends are also trying to summon ghosts and everything goes tips up. This girl gets thrown into a wall, except she doesn't get thrown into a wall and hit it and fall down. She goes into the wall. Um, in the San Fernando Valley, we know this because there are about five minutes worth of landscape shots of California freeways and deserts. Bucky Barnes and Alice from Twilight live in a house that's clearly haunted and going to shit. Like, the neighbor's dog walks in, sits down, and dies. Um, so eventually they call up Bucky's ex, Draco, to help, but then he gets taken by the ghouls, and it happens very fast. There's a lot of Draco voiceover explaining how the ghost world works, which would have been really helpful to understand from the beginning of the movie, but I guess here it is. Um, so they try to come here by swooping people up, the ghosts do. So Bucky and Alice try hiding in a ghost chamber or ghost cage that uh, Draco Malfoy built, but Bucky gets taken. So Alice decides to give up on life and die in a deserted Costco. And there are a lot of plot points related to Costco that I don't really understand. And then the ghoul hands just take her. The end. Beautiful. <laughs> How many seconds? <laughs> uh, you actually went 10 seconds over, but that's okay because it was so good. And we had to, you had to get the final point of the death by Costco. <laughs> There's so much Costco in this movie. There's so much Costco in this movie. But I mean, okay, honestly, I felt For that that was For some reason, the it's an abandoned Costco. Like nobody just... it. But, like, it wasn't... Okay, I have spent some time in Costco. They have operating right. hours. They're not Walmart. They're not open 24-7. And, like, it ends... Like, they specific... Like, did Costco fund this movie? Because they specifically <laughs> end on this Costco beat. <laughs> Which, like... Well, they begin on the Costco beat as well. Once right. we're... Like, we're introduced to... Uh, Callie and Ben. Um, Those are their names. Yes. <laughs> Alice and Bucky <laughs> were introduced to them with her asking him if they can go to Costco. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's an inordinate amount of shopping and plans to go shopping in this movie because uh -huh. they go to Costco one day and then the following like evening, she says, oh, we need to go to the store for these things. Can you put them on the list? I'm like, you were just at Costco. But you were just at Costco. You just said that they have everything. <laughs> like you guys bought a tent that I also have. <laughs> Did you buy it at Costco? I did not buy it at Costco. It was a it was a wedding present, but they they do have everything at Costco. So I, mean, I don't do. know why we're making they a do. list today, the day after we go to Costco. They bought a fondue set, <laughs> and then 
like, but they, there's no indication that they have friends. So I don't know who would no. be bringing this this over, um, who they'd be having fondue with. But yeah, they bought a fondue set. They bought a tent. They bought like they bought a bunch of shit that does not like. Okay, I just bought a house. Obviously, you know this, woo. but uh, woo. And I go to the hardware. So I go to Home Depot. Like it is my church. Like if a week goes past without me having to go to Home Depot, like now it's just like a, a game of like I have to try my hardest. Like I'll wait till I need five things before I go to Home Depot. Right. So I just go there all the fucking time. I don't go to fucking Sam's Club or Costco and buy a bunch of like buy a tent and a fondue pot and toys. like a, a, in a t- toys. Yeah, they were just like buying toys. I was like. How old are these children and why are they being allowed to live by themselves? <laughs> they looked way too, they seemed way too young they to be do. able to. I mean, I, the only thing I will say about the setup is it explains why two very young, very hot people are allowed to, are able to afford a house the size that they're right. living in because it's her parents' house. So and they spend all of their time on the bottom floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. For some they, reason. They sleep on the couch. They don't go upstairs to their rooms or their room or their office or anything. There's like one scene where you can see that they're upstairs because you can see the stairwell. That there is yeah, a downstairs. They, there is a downstairs. <laughs> but they're yeah, they're always downstairs. Um yeah, trigger warning, there is an almost immediate animal death that is unexplained. I know. This poor dog. I, like, wrote in my notes, I'm like, if anything fucking happens to this dog, and then, of course, something immediately happens to this dog. Immediately happens, yeah. Also, yeah, if you're- speaking of pets, they, they have a bearded dragon, and then nothing ever comes of that. You know what? And they don't introduce the bearded dragon until they don't. the third act. <laughs> Like Until when after shit is a dog has died, shit is already very much going down in this house, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, Bucky Barnes has a bearded dragon that he dutifully feeds exactly one time." <laughs> so we have to assume the worst also happens. <laughs> also happens to the dragon. To this poor bearded dragon. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, I actually I thought you know there were there were a couple realistic scenes, and and despite it being an odd beat to end on. <laughs> Alice from Twilight deciding <laughs> to give up on life in a Costco. I mean, who among us hasn't had that fleeting thought? Truly. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I don't know how she gets in. She doesn't have to. Nobody's there. The lights there's are an off. Indication, there's a weird indication that once the house like goes to shit and they have to hide in this escape room at Tom Felton's place... Yeah, that, like something's wrong with the world because I think there's like a long shot of like a cracked parking lot, like it, yeah. the world becomes Hawkins, Indiana, a little bit. <clears throat> I yeah. So okay, so the ghosts bring the upside down into <laughs> into Almdale. the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately from the five minute shot of, okay, we've got deserts and we've got freeways. This is California. Clearly, this is California. <laughs> this is not even the fun part of California. This is like no. northern suburbs northern of LA. Republican LA. North, yeah, this is not. No thanks. Um, 
yeah, I I did think I was I'm very curious to see what role Costco played in the financing of this film because there is so much fucking Costco. Um, Costco sponsor us. <laughs> hey Costco, we'd love to have free memberships. Please shop there. They have everything and one dollar hot dogs. Really? <laughs> I fucking love Costco. I miss Costco. We do not have it here on the East Coast. I miss wow. I miss being Yeah, we have Sam's Club and that's that's pretty wow. much it. Which I immediately became a member a member of to trying to fill the Costco <laughs> void. <laughs> there's no, there's really no there's nothing like Costco. I'm sorry. Not I mean I, wow. <laughs> I understand why Kelly wanted to go there so badly. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. it is good. That's where I would go to die if I were being chased by a ghost. <laughs> You have everything. They have everything you need. Um, I forget what movie I was watching where they were talking about where you'd hide during a zombie apocalypse and they were like, Costco, because zombies don't have memberships. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They'll not be allowed in. They were like, the undead don't have memberships. They won't be allowed in. Um, (laughs) Just totally fair. Um, So when I was watching this, I don't know about you, but my main feeling was of just utter boredom yes <laughs> I was this movie should have been mildly scary even the scary parts were like no there's nothing I don't jump scare easily like mm-hmm. I we went to a haunted house for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. because oh, that's, that's cute. who we are you know <laughs> right. and it's just I don't I don't jump scare at movies very often. Like if a movie gets me, I'm like kudos. But this one, it's like that's the basic tenet of a horror movie is can right. you do a jump scare? And, and usually I'm decent at telling if it is like a warranted earned jump scare. And uh-huh. there were none in this there movie. There were none. There were all. absolutely none. And the only real comfort that I had was at least the actors were looked as bored as I was as an audience member. <laughs> like they could not be bothered to be interested in the movie that they were making. You know, that makes sense because in my notes I've got like Ashley Green looks more like Bella Swan than Bella Swan did. She, and that's just I was like am I I had to check a couple character. times. I was like I don't think I'm watching case do this is not twilight <laughs> this is not twilight did she think like oh my god but Kristen did such a great job as dead-faced disinterested bella swan yes. i will bring that energy to my next project that would make sense um yeah that would that would make sense we had a a moment we had a a segment that we like to do. We did it last week uh, or last you know, time. I think I might have found one. I oh. might have found. Oh, good. <laughs> a single good, solitary one. A single solitary best worst line. Um, Cause I, this movie was so boring. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Nothing stood out. Nothing. It's not even was- that exciting <laughs> either. It's um, Alice from Twilight is thinking about the things that she needs from the store after just having been at Costco. And she's startled because the dresser seems to have moved and she like cuts herself off 
And from the bathroom, Sebastian Stan, in the flattest voice possible, goes, finish your sentence. <laughs> he was, he gave her no, I remember that moment, though. He gave her no time. I trail <laughs> off all the time. Like, Jared, yeah. I, Jared gets maybe 75% of my thoughts sometimes. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just, like, get bored with talking and I'll stop. It, like, yeah. she was like, hey, make a... Finish your sentence. <laughs> you know, it's like, clearly, Jesus. you have not been living together long. <laughs> Maybe she had to hiccup or something. Like, fuck, dude. She had to sneeze. Allow this woman a moment. <laughs> Give her a goddamn second. Um, yeah, Gerard clearly, they have, stand. <laughs> clearly, they haven't been living together very long. I also thought they had zero chemistry. Yes. None whatsoever. And even like it made me dislike them as a couple because I I was like, oh, those are two people who just got together because they were both the hottest person the other one knew. Yes. <laughs> that's I've had I've had so many friends that that's the reason they're with the person they're with. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't usually end well. Usually you're never together very long. So, yeah, I have they, a type and you look like it. So, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just. It's, it's just, you know, magnet, you know, the compatibility of like, hey, good face, good face. All right. That's pretty much the extent of the casting, I think, on this one. <laughs> also, two out of three actors desperately trying to escape their franchise by doing this movie. And I'm sorry, you're going to be Draco Malfoy and Alice forever. Yep. <laughs> Oddly enough, I thought Tom Felton's performance was the best. Yeah, and he's not even on screen for most of it. Like I know, yeah. I like well, him. You, I like him. I a lot. like he's... him too. I was gonna say, is he on our list? <laughs> he's gotta have done some shit. I'm sure we can't watch this one again for Tom Felton. That's but true. I, I do think that I might have the first time I saw this. I think it might have been prior to my love of Sebastian Stan consuming my life I think it actually was for Tom Felton that I first watched this movie and was like oh it's weird because he's in it for 15 minutes and he hasn't showered in days (laughs) he doesn't look good (laughs) no he doesn't look happy he doesn't look happy I mean and then I was like okay I remember the the basic idea of this and when he was like I've been living in a Faraday cage for days now I'm like all right well he looks like it that's fine that's okay then he has a reason he has a reason the other two don't um. Yeah, I thought Mold was actually the biggest villain in this movie. Mold is the biggest villain. Um, poor, poor homeownership, poor um, <laughs> proprietary yeah. ownership of these homes. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, the fact that she was not calling her mom and being like, "Mom, your freaking investment everywhere. <laughs> your investment property is going to give me." A tumor like there is mold everywhere I will develop respiratory issues how could you have let it get this bad <laughs> like they didn't I mean I get that the landlords are their parents but like I would have been calling every second and been like like they could they weren't they wouldn't have been to blame for the mold underneath the I know like the ghost mold that was just cropping up everywhere like yeah. no there's something wrong you can't be like oh yeah we screwed yeah. up and now there's mold everywhere yeah, whoever you brought this from, whoever you bought this yeah. from, is should probably be in jail. Also, I think I found our uh, Tom Felton, first Tom Felton movie. 
Oh, and good. And there's a bonus because my boy Harry Treadway is oh. the lead actor. Oh. I promise you, he has a big dick. I don't know how I know. <laughs> I just know. Well, if that's not reason enough to add to the list, <laughs> Mia, you put it on that spreadsheet, babe. We will get to it. Anyway. Anyway, back to the apparition where there is no sex, yeah. by the way. None it's whatsoever. Shockingly so. Not shockingly so. People keep trying to make horror shower scenes happen. Ugh. Yeah. And then she like, okay, I was like, yes, we get it. She's hot. She's putting lotion on her skin. <laughs> like, if she's not she going to go bang Sebastian, it puts the lotion on its skin like it's supposed to, or it gets the hose again. Um, sorry, that was like Stitch or Kermit the Frog holding somebody <laughs> hostage. That was not, that was not Jamie Gum. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was Kermit. That's Kermit. That's I'm much better. <laughs> I have practiced so that much better than the much. Kermit the Frog shit that I just came up with. I am so sorry, everybody, for that image of Kermit oh. <laughs> holding the basket over the Would the pit of me? despair. <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. I think that's something we need to do. We just need to switch. Oh God! <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Into a Muppet Christmas Carol and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> then into the silence, silence of the lambs. Oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. I was really, really expecting a gratuitous, unnecessary sex scene between like, why are you gonna cast two bored mm. as fuck? totally disinterested really hot people if you're not gonna make them bone at least give me that much but no she she puts the lotion on her skin <laughs> or else she gets the hose again and and we have to watch her in the shower for however long um well again the mold is running rampant there's so much mold. It's just like the, the mold is like eating the soap as she's using it which was disgusting and then right. Um, from a sanitary point of view, not even like, ooh, this is a horror movie. I was like, oh, God, just throw that bar Infections. away. Jesus. Uh, ah! yeah. um, which, again, if you're thinking this shit while you're watching a horror movie, they have done so there much wrong. some failure happening some here. Some failure along the line of the storytelling. So, yeah, so she she does this whole thing where, like, they show her, like, putting her sexy lingerie on. And all she does is just, like, walk around and be scared of her closet after that. I was like, Ugh, come on. I mean, granted, there was that was a weird thing that happened with her closet. I would also be scared and not want to fuck after that. But there are so many clothes thinking about how many times they go to the store, thinking about this nice (laughs) house that they have. Like these people clearly have unlimited money from her being a veterinary. Is she an assistant or is she? She's a vet tech. She's and she's still in school. Right. She never goes to school that we see. She never goes to school. They say she's not a vet yet. So she's working as like a vet tech, which makes usually slightly more than minimum wage. Right. And, and he's then like got Sebastian Stan as tech support. Right. He's squad. like the geek, geek squad. Yeah. So he's also making minimum wage in 2010, which 
big shock. It was seven twenty-five an hour. Um, <laughs> and yet, apparently, they have unlimited money and choose to camp in the backyard instead of going to a hotel off the bat. <sighs> they have, yeah. He was like, well, and like the reason for that was like, you're not even dressed, which granted, she's outside in her underwear, but like she could go put pants on and you guys could go to a hotel. Right. <laughs> it's like, you go don't get I me mean, pants. Yeah. If you, you don't could feel actually like going back to the closet, like go get me pants. Cause you don't like, obviously you don't think, or you're acting like you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're um, clearly unfazed. Yeah. So go get her some pants and take her to a hotel. Um, Oddly enough, this was the only movie I've ever, this is the only horror movie of like haunted house style that I've ever seen where they go to a hotel, first of all. Really? And shit follows them there. That's right. always like the risk where they're always like, oh no, if you leave, you know, it'll just follow you. So they're like, oh, well, we'll mm-hmm. stay and be traumatized then. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, fucking we'll try it. We'll continue to make terrible memories in this house. <laughs> oh, well, if you say so, you know, Mr. Warren. Um, like, <laughs> yes, if you say so, Patrick Wilson, I guess, um, you know, I'll just believe you. But yeah, I mean, I would at least try it at least like, well, yeah, at the very least, I don't have to clean up after myself. I can just, you know, go and <laughs> go and I not have to make my bed the next morning. Was relatively cool. Like I did enjoy I, that. I thought it was better. Sadly, it was like two minutes and I was like, this is the best <laughs> Two minutes of the whole movie. Right. <laughs> was like genuinely scary shit happens. And there was like a moment where I was like, oh, this is this is a steak. <laughs> this is a mildly high steak we're, we're experiencing here. Um, big twist. Were you surprised at all by the big twist of of Bucky being the one who who brought this haunting to them? I mean, I did have the question, like, why is Sebastian Stan out of every human on Earth in danger with what's his name? Tom Felton calling him nonstop, his ex-boyfriend, Tom Felton. <laughs> just Patrick just see, nonstop. See, the, the, the character of Patrick really did just at the beginning kind of present like a like a desperate ex. <laughs> like, yes. Jesus, Patrick, why are you so obsessed with me? Right. So, I mean, I wasn't that surprised by that point because it's like okay Sebastian Stan out of every human being on earth is in danger so that probably lends to him having something to do somehow um and look at that haircut I mean it gets progressively worse the whole movie but it did he had like there was like two scenes where I was like oh his hair looks good today and then the rest of the time it was just like move it out of your goddamn face move it out of your fucking face (laughs) Stop putting so much gel in it and uh, to let it grow a little bit more, please. Also, don't every single strand does not have to be a different length. Let's just think about that. The old fringe. Oh, it was a fringe. It was a full bowl cut of fringe. It was rough. Um, <laughs> it was fucking rough. And I won't forgive him for it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But uh, do you so, – so now we know how we feel about it. Do you want right. to guess how the general public and the critics felt about it? Okay, so I like to cheat by not cheating. I like to okay. hedge my bets on um, – I look up other ratings, so I looked up the IMDb rating. Okay. And what was the IMDb rating? 
4.1 on IMDb out of 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mm-hmm. be just slightly more generous and say that people in 2012 were like, oh, look how hot these people are, and say maybe it's a 42%. Oh! <laughs> Mia. Is that generous? That so generous. <laughs> this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has a 3%. <laughs> Wow, IMDb is skewed. IMDb because it's out of ten on IMDb. So I was like, wow, that's like forty percent. Jesus Christ! Yeah, um, yeah. The critics fucking hated this movie. Deservedly, deservedly so. I mean, yes, and I a hundred percent agree. Um, but I, I found a a review from Mark Savlov, and he goes in quite into detail. But I've, I've picked up some. Uh, some specifics that really spoke to me, <laughs> which was this film is a tease that irritates more than anything else. It's enough to make diehard genre fans snap their Ouija boards in two. And when you look into this abyss, it yawns back at you. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Mark. <laughs> Hard agree. Hard agree. Three <laughs> percent. You know, I'm oh, looking man. through the rest. I <laughs> forgot that I had another page of notes, and I do have another best worst line. Oh, um, oh. and a banger from myself, actually. Um, <laughs> so, in the beginning, when they're showing the picture of Charlie or Charles, there's mm-hmm. like a portrait that somebody has drawn of him, mm-hmm. of one of his friends, and I'm like, whoever drew this picture was not a real friend. <laughs> it was not a good friend. But the line. I thought a, re- a 3D representation of Charles would help us focus our focus. <sighs> Let's talk about Mr. Charles, shall we? Um, maybe, I don't know, people in the 70s and then Tom Vell and then D- Draco Malfoy. Maybe if you weren't trying to resurrect literally the scariest looking motherfucker in the history of the world. <laughs> Like oh, so Nazi it wasn't just the it wasn't just the portrait. It was no, that's just what he looks it, like. This is just what he looked like. Apparently, like Nazi scientist Undertaker Charles. Let's bring him back. <laughs> like the man looks like he is oozing ill intention from every pore. <laughs> Let him be dead. I'm sorry if he was a very nice, horrible looking man, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> you bring back cute people or none at all. So she's like, yeah, here, here's a visual, here's a 3D representation, and it's just like a ghost, like a literal demon. <laughs> she's like, here, I think this, it's a, it's a demonic looking lump of a sculpture. And she's like, Not here, I think, this, subtlety. I think this is a better representation of what we're trying to bring back. <laughs> Fucking did it. <laughs> Great. You sure did. <laughs> oh, oh, good. She brought back the thing that looks like the Babadook. Because that's what she <laughs> fucking made a sculpture of. Oh, oh another thing that oh, I put man. here. I'm just. I'm sorry that I did not realize I had more notes, but just <laughs> why? Why do Sebastian? Based on that comment about their chemistry, why mm-hmm. do Sebastian Stan and Ashley Green act like step siblings? <laughs> 
and not in a fun porn way. Hmm? Not in the fun porn way. It sounds mm-hmm. like that could have been the direction, but. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do act like like step siblings. Oh, gross. Now I'm thinking about that. Ugh. Finish your sentence. Finish your see, sentence. A step, th- a step sibling, I could see pulling some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Also your something I noticed. No. No. Yeah. Um, also, okay. Now every now every line reads like a pervy older stepbrother. Like when she's like, <laughs> "I hurt my back," and he's like, "Take your top off, and I'll fix it for you." Now it's like, ew, <laughs> gross, gross. <laughs> now I hate it even more. Now it needs a two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> fuck. Oh fuck! You're gonna make me focus my focus. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Christ. Okay, so wait. You have... Did you look up the budget? Should we talk numbers? Should we talk Mm, numbers? (laughs) How much money do you think people put into this movie? Oh, God. See, this is the problem, though, is because I I don't know how much anything costs. So I'm going to guess... And I don't know what you would get for your money. Like, I don't, I don't know where the... If it's a big number, I don't know where the fuck it went. Right. <laughs> if it's not, then there are, like, magic things, like CGI things that I'm like, how did they do that? Um, I'm going to guess $12 million. So, on IMDb, it uh-huh. says approximately $17 million. So nobody really knows how much money went in. I guess nobody I feel could like be this bothered to pay that much attention. Probably the kind of thing where like they were out of money quickly <laughs> and they were like, uh, just, we'll just borrow it from my shady uncle. <laughs> like, yeah. Does anybody have a credit budget. card that still has room on it? Like, sorry. Okay. So 17 million did it, do you know how much it made? Um, on its tiny, tiny, tiny box office release. Oh boy. Uh, gross worldwide, mm-hmm. eleven million. Oh my god! Okay, so they lost six million dollars on this movie. They sure did. Oh wow! Eleven million. Honestly, though, eleven million feels high. Yes, <laughs> for what it is. For what it is, I can't imagine the there were a they lot put of, into it. Yeah. I can't imagine there was a lot of um, of uh, repeats. Like, oh, let's see it again before it leaves the theater. I can't imagine anybody no. ever said that about the apparition. Um, also, I this, wager this... that a good amount of the budget is to get people like Tom Felton and Ashley Green mm-hmm. in these big, established in these big franchises. Right, right. Yeah, because they were probably <laughs> at the top of their asking power right. at that point. I am so curious how much money they made. And I don't think we can find that. I think Anywhere. that might be too specific. That's too specific. I would, but I would be so curious to know how much they were paid. <laughs> oh man. Cause it, I don't know if it was too much or if it wasn't enough because maybe it was too much for the performance they gave, but it wasn't enough to make them do better. <laughs> <laughs> to make it good. <laughs> <laughs> to make it good. I don't, again, I don't know how movie money, yeah, movie money works, yeah. but um, I do have some Oscars. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you want to go first? I really only have one. Okay, oh, I have well, three. 
I've got like one and a half. All right, you go first. <clears throat> All right. So the Oscar for the greatest example of child mood whiplash goes to Maggie. <laughs> Based on the slightly lesser uh, Oscar for the most audacity of Ashley Green just bringing a dog over to Maggie and Mike's house. After, sh- after her poisonous house murdered their first dog. <laughs> and this poor girl acts so normal and is all excited about this dog. I'm like, oh, a new yeah. dog. Can I keep it? Your house killed my dog. Yeah. And then she's like all creepy about it. Like she like slams her hand on the thing and is like, your house oh. killed my dog. Like maybe say that before you get a new dog, you ungrateful little bitch. Right. But also, I mean, also I would not accept a dog from somebody who'd killed my first one. Like, no, Very you're true. Sorry. Also, if that was my child and a <laughs> literal stranger whose house did kill my child's dog showed up with a new dog. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What are you insane? You You don't just show up at somebody's house and give their child a new animal. Like without fucking consulting with anybody. Yeah. (laughs) All right. He had him chipped and here here I have, here's this new dog for you. So sorry. That was, that was incredibly, (laughs) incredibly, uh, presumptuous of her. The audacity. Indeed. She gets the Oscar for most audacity. <laughs> Oscar for most audacity. And of course, the Oscar for excessive landscape shots. I would love to... I would not love to rewatch this movie, but if I had to, I would just be totaling up how much time they spend on showing us the landscape. Just establishing shot after establishing shot after establishing shot. Now, see, that will piggyback onto mine because I gave, I think they deserve best Oscar for most accurate portrayal of how much Palmdale sucks. (laughs) That's very kind of you. (laughs) I I thought they did a really great, that was the true horror story. It was like deserted desert Mm -hmm. Deserted desert. Um, yeah, deserted suburbs. <laughs> like, Saguaros. In Saguaros. <laughs> Costco. Saguaros and freeways. And that is it. Um, I would like to give Sebastian Stan the Oscar for best cheekbones. <laughs> uh, his cheekbones were working overtime. They were doing so much of the heavy lifting of all of his scenes. I was like, they were the only they things are, that were working overtime. They were the only things. They were on golden time. Everybody else was clocking out early. Um, but those cheekbones, hardest working in the biz for this film, especially. And then also um, more of, a, I guess, more of a choreographer's Oscar uh, for most intense fight with a literal bedsheet ghost. <laughs> That's very accurate. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, well it's, actually, it's actually a bedsheet ghost. <laughs> And he was, Seb Stan really just acted his heart out when he was trying to free her from that. He was like, and he's like tearing at it and he's all scared. Oh man, that was, I mean, for somebody who had just been floating previously. Yes. Most absolutely. He had a, he had a rough night in that, in that Mm -hmm. hotel. Um, but yeah, so, so those are my Oscars. Um, but I really do feel like the, the true horror story here is, is 
Palmdale, California, <laughs> where I have spent time and I can I can say, yeah, it sucks there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, anybody who loves Palmdale, but I don't know anybody who loves Palmdale. The real so. villain. The real villain of every movie. Housing developments. Unearned housing developments. Unearned housing developments. Oof, man. Also, it makes sense if this movie was made in 2009, I would assume. Um, right. It was, it was very much a recession movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> these rich parents now have this investment property that they can't unload on anybody, so they have to right. let their irresponsible... 24-year-old daughter. 24-year-old daughter and her irresponsible former ghost hunter boyfriend, deadbeat fucking Geek boy, squad boyfriend, boyfriend, Geek Squad boyfriend, stay with it. Stay there for, I'm assuming, free or relative cheap. With his bearded dragon. With his bearded dragon. God, that made him such a nerd. I wish they'd leaned into that more. Like, I think about what he, like, he likes, I mean, he plays, like, video games. He has a dragon and he is a Geek Squad guy. <laughs> Who I guess Based sucks at his who I guess sucks at his job because I know. the CEO he was working for was very angry with him. Well, that's just Palmdale. I feel like that's just <laughs> just Palmdale. <laughs> just you go to Costco and maybe you'll cheer up. <laughs> Costco also, makes every even even Palmdale better. I. Still, I'm still angry that we didn't get any sex scenes, um, but also even more angry that they implied that there was going to be tent fucking and there was not. There was just her sleeping all the time. She was like, for somebody who was being terrorized within an inch of her life, that bitch fell asleep like that. The security <laughs> like, camera just crawling. Yes, <laughs> crawling up to a her tent. Deep, a deep misunderstanding of how cameras work, by the way, on the part of Todd Lincoln, our writer and director. Yes. I'm like, Once yeah, it has detached itself. Yeah, you can't just rip it down from the wall and then have it follow and then do like a scary face. <laughs> In which case, we also have the Oscar for the longest extension cords. Oh, man. They were, you know what? Yes, also if that true. Was, yeah, <laughs> that was that was the case. If they were all run on one extension cord, oh Christ! So yeah, this movie. Sorry, this movie sucked. This movie is a three percent. <laughs> it is a three percent. It's a well earned three percent uh, from us. Yeah, I give it. You know what? I'm giving it an F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we grading now? <laughs> yeah, we're grading. Yes. Professor Mia, it's it's a <laughs> failure. It didn't do anything that it set out to do, I know. <laughs> except except be a commercial for Costco. Do we know? I mean, I tried I tried really hard to pay attention to how the ghosts work, and I could not figure it out because it's that they're trying. He says how that they're ghosts? learning about us. Yes. So that was as okay. much as we learn about them. This is just it. Is it like? It was they were trying to do the whole the abyss looks back thing. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know for sure <laughs> and sit down with the writer. Um, I think that's what they were trying to do. So, yeah. So the these ghosts in this world, uh, there there's no like it, you're never able to tell if you're bringing in like bad spirits or good spirits. Mm -hmm. And if you open up a door 
all of the ghosts are trying to get into our world by taking people over. That's what I thought he said at the end. Uh, uh, Okay. (laughs) But if you notice, there's a body count by the end of this movie and none of them are possessed by the ghosts. They're just No, they just get sucked into oblivion. Yeah, they just get sucked into the dark basement or death by Bendy, which is what happened to Bucky Barnes. He just got bent around. That's true. He did not get sucked in. He just, yeah. They just twisted him up like a little twist tie. Spined him. (laughs) Spined him. And, And Alice from, and Alice Cullen got taken in a Costco. I assume that, like, she did also do the disappearing act where you absolutely can't find her. Yes. With all the hands. There were a lot of hands. Right. Yeah. There was Give a lot of hands. in the poster, of course. Of course. That was, yeah. I can't get over, I'm sorry, I can't get over the Costco <laughs> beat. I can't. I can't get over the way they ended this movie <laughs> because they had a very strong ending three minutes before. Right. The way the movie ended, where they have her running, panicked. Right. And then just the wandering through the woods. And then, so she's all freaked out because her dude just died and she's run away from the house and she can't, the truck got like sucked into the driveway or something. And mm-hmm. then we have her running and Draco Malfoy voicing over about hey we've been studying them but they've been studying us and they're coming and they're looking for everything and they're gonna take you over and they'll never stop chasing you until they get you and blah 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 and you don't care about life anymore and And you don't care about anything so you commit suicide in a costco but it ends with like the thing jumping out at her and her screaming and it's like end of voiceover end of chase scene big scream Perfect way to end. Perfect. But wait. (laughs) There's more. She's got to go to Costco. (laughs) She knows exactly how to get to Costco from this house she's never been to before. From the middle of the goddamn (laughs) desert woods where she's like in a canyon. I know, I'm trying to place this. (laughs) I was like, where the fuck are you? Like, where was it? Also, what did Tom Felton do? Because he clearly didn't. I mean, he didn't have rich parents. What did he do? He had a nice place, despite the yeah. giant Faraday cage that he built in the middle of it that he was living in. Like he must he have s- made significant advancements in science, and then just become the quack that really <laughs> just, just wants to talk about ghosts. Lost his fucking mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, this was in the day in the age before podcasts. Because had he had mm-hmm. a podcast, he could have had an oh, outlet man. for he this. He would have done he, so well. So well. Um, but yeah, I don't know where the fuck she was, but she found her way to Costco. <laughs> you know what I think it is, is have you ever slept in one of those like sarcophagus sleeping bags that she winds mm-hmm. up in at the end? Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are so damn comfortable. And oh, they are. Whoever, <laughs> whoever made that decision at the end to say, you know, this thing, I it really is just an homage to sarcophagus sleeping bags because those things trap heat so well. They do. They do. I have been like, I've, I've opened myself up in a camping trip of like, 
open up that sarcophagus sleeping bag and been like, I'm kind of warm. And it's like 37 <laughs> degrees outside. That's how amazing they are. I again, yeah. I don't blame her for deciding to die yeah. in a Costco. I myself have on many occasions wanted to right. die in a Costco. But <laughs> it's just the most bizarre beat to end on. There's that post floating around Tumblr right now of like, in good storytelling, it's not about what a character deserves. It's about like what makes a good story point. And there are some mm-hmm. things that I'm like, yes, this character deserves better, but it makes a good story point. Sometimes right. it does and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um but in this case, it's like you deserve to die in a sarcophagus sleeping bag. <laughs> Is it a good story point? Clearly not. No. <laughs> no. It is the strangest beat they could have ended on. And again, I I just I just don't know why that was the choice. Why they were like, hey, we actually did two endings. Which one do you want? And whoever got the final say was like, how about both? All right. Sure. You know, 82, 82 minutes of a movie. I think it's roughly 82 minutes of a movie. Yeah. 82 yeah. minutes of a movie is that sweet spot. Because if they'd chopped off that ladder like five minutes of her just walking to Costco. Yeah, we'd be sitting at like 78, 77. That's that's yeah. like that's practically not even a feature anymore. So nope, you're <laughs> right. Like, uh, we we need to push it a little bit more. Throw in the Costco ending. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ on drugs. Well I'm so interested to see like what would have made the cutting room floor in that movie if there is any if there is a deleted scene did they they delete anything because they they filled it with so much unnecessary garbage that i'm like what was what the fuck did you edit out yeah i can't imagine like it's not like oh wow it was so tight they didn't waste anything it was just like right they didn't have anything to say so they just (laughs) meandered around with a camera for 82 minutes (laughs) (laughs) What else do we need to shoot? More deserts and more freeways. <laughs> this movie, I, we, I don't want to watch it again. But if I did, I would watch it and see how many establishing shots they gave us and then subtract that time from the final runtime just to be like, how much were they padding? This was just a short film, actually. All of that was, was a- shot afterwards. All of that was shot after the movie was made. And they were like, shit, we need more. We need more. It was 20 minutes of plot and 62 minutes of establishing shots. We can't afford to bring back Ashley Green. Listen. We can't afford to bring back Tom Felton for anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll just follow this nobody Sebastian Stan around the house while he putters around <laughs> and watches stuff on his on his laptop. And then... Also, 40 minutes of L.A. desert. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Run it. Oh. That's what I want. Quality. <sighs> All right. Recommendations. If you want to see a good horror movie that fucks with technology, I would say Paranormal Activity. Yeah. The original. I would say even the second one. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, the third is where it starts to get into like okay territory. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I will always recommend the Conjuring movies. Um, mm-hmm. At least the first two as well. Uh, yes. As I've stated before, I don't know if it was on this podcast, but Patrick Wilson can do no wrong by me personally. He can get it. 
Um, speaking of those who can get it, also the original Poltergeist. If you want <laughs> shit f- flying around and TVs turning on by themselves and doors opening and crazy shit happening and people getting sucked into alternate dimensions, you can't go wrong with Poltergeist. And I will die on the hill that Craig and T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> can fucking get it he's like 35 in that movie which of course it was in 1982 so he looks like he's 50 (laughs) i don't know what the fuck used to be in the water but he looks smokes weed he smokes weed actually that is my favorite scene because he just gives up smokey gives up rolling the joint and hands it to his wife and there's just weed all over the bed (laughs) and he's like eh And he just fucking leaves it. And she's like, yeah, give me that. That's fine. Um, Yeah. So they're a cute couple. Uh, He's dad-tastically handsome and a good father. So I'm all about it. Um, There's mild overacting, but not like like some of the 70s and 80s horror movies that it's like almost too much because everybody's like, hey, you know what good acting is? Yelling. That's really yelling and sweating. Lots of sweating. <laughs> yelling and sweating. That's what made great horror movies in the 1970s. Um, there's a little bit more subtlety now that we're, they've entered the 80s. Um, so, yeah, I would say the original Poltergeist or the original two paranormal activities for things going bump in the night in a in a house. Um, and actually, both of those are set in suburbs of southern california so if you really want some desert establishing shots you get maybe one or two yeah yeah and that's it and then you know you where the definitely fuck you get are. a shitty boyfriend in the first one and you do they at least have more chemistry than finish your sentence i was, g- <laughs> I was gonna say at the very least and that guy can't act either but at the very least he and and uh and kate yeah is it katie yeah katie katie yeah Featherstone, Firestone, Featherstone, Katie. I think it's Featherstone, whatever. yeah. Something like that. Kylie Firestone have much more <laughs> chemistry than than the step-siblings that we had to endure for <laughs> the pervy stepbrother, Sebastian Stan. For 82 minutes. <laughs> for 82 minutes that we had to sit through. They don't kill any oh. dogs in that movie either. And so. they don't. Yes, they don't kill any animals in either of those. So already mm-hmm. it's those are so much better. Please watch those instead. Um, all right, Mia, why don't you tell me about our next movie if the folks at home want to follow along and watch it before they we give them our review. I am so excited for the next movie because mm-hmm. I have not watched this in nigh 10 years. Probably about 10 years exactly. Um, so the next movie is going to be Detention, starring Josh Hutcherson. Do you remember the um, year that movie came out? Of Hunger Games fame. I want to yes. say it was uh, 2012 as well. Okay, 2011, I think. Okay, 2011. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You're in for a treat. <laughs> you are in for You know what? I will say that. I actually am excited about Detention because I unironically love Detention. <laughs> I really did too. And it's it knows exactly what it's about is what makes me very happy about this movie. Yes. So we are excited for this one. Uh, that one does not come with an apology. It comes with a you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you will in, you're in for it is sure is a movie. That's what I'll say about detention. <laughs> <laughs> that sure is, is a movie. 
it is so movie shaped. Um, and yeah, but in the meantime, um, I guess we'll uh, we'll be we'll be watching that, and we'll be talking about it next time. So we still don't know how to end this. I think last time we said fuck catchphrases. Finish your sentence. <laughs> Finish your sentence. That's it. Have a great week, guys. See you later. Bye.